So when did you start the lavender business? How long ago was that? Well, I started the lavender business uh, Jan uh, July 2020. Oh, okay. So after the pandemic started, um, was laid off from work. I was doing bartending, and uh, I just didn't really want to go back. Where did you bartend at? Uh, Mitchell's Fish Market. Okay. Yeah, so there wasn't, you know, bartending, you're just like, four feet away from the people and um you know my parents were helping me watch my son and so that was one of the industries that that got hit the most right like absolutely. right at right at the start where they just shut down bars yeah. and then i mean typically when you're a bartender or like a waitress you're not making that much money right right and well yeah you're living week to week and right so so when the pandemic hit you were like I need to, I need to do something else. Right. Yeah. And I mean, we're still in it. Right. So yeah. it was probably a good decision. Otherwise I would be really uh, living based on what the virus was doing. And, um, here I've, I've been able to find a lot of freedom and do a lot of things that I had been planning on doing, but maybe didn't have enough push to do it. Um, for the audience, can you explain what Urban Lavender is? So Urban Lavender is a lavender farm here in Lansing, Michigan. And um, the idea is to be a symbol for mental health well um, self-care. Um, we want to do art, um, therapeutic art classes um, in the lavender f field and uh, just be uh, a beacon of support uh, for the community however we can and um it's bright it's bright on Saginaw so it's it's uh it's something that everybody is going to be driving by okay um when you say a beacon for the community what kind of things are you wanting to do for the community I know at one point you were trying to do something with uh gun violence oh uh um. well it's not necessarily with gun violence but helping people deal with the trauma Okay. Of, of the gun violence that has been just riddling our community, right? So It's been terrible, hasn't it? It's been it? so bad. It's been so bad. And when you think about all the people that are affected by that, it's the reach is very far, you know. And What do you think that it is? Because it seems that since the pandemic has happened, that gun violence has gone, like, through the roof. And it's all young people mm -hmm. involved, it seems like. And um had Claretta on the podcast and she was saying that it's all isolated inc incidents where it's like they're not it's not happening to the public it's essentially happening to just you know like targeted individuals um so it's like a just like a one-on-one -on -one crime like I hate you you right. did me wrong right. boom yeah <laughs> um what do you think that is well why is that I, I do have a lot of opinions about this <laughs> <laughs> I uh I believe that People are not learning to deal with their emotions properly, um, right? I mean, it's like for you to think that you should go and kill somebody or shoot somebody because you don't like them, you're obviously not processing those emotions properly, right? So mm -hmm. um, what I want to do is offer people an outlet to do that, um, which is through art and um, expressive art, learning to use your creativity to 
uh, process your emotion, you know, however that may be. I, for me personally, it's art. I know some people it's more for writing, uh, make, make, making music or um, making um, all types of things. Yeah, yeah. like uh, musicians or um, like, yeah, any, anybody, any, any form of art, right. really. Yeah. Um, I, I think another thing, too, that would be like practicing like, like uh, gun safety, right? I mean, because they're getting these guns from somewhere. Right. And they're always going to be there. Absolutely. So, like, they need to learn how to re respect it, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's a, I don't know, it's, uh, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I don't know. I just feel that <clears throat> young people just think it's, a, it's an easy solution to a fix, uh, to a problem. Right. You know, like, I have beef with you. It's easier to just shoot you and, and call it a day. Exactly. This episode is brought to you by Red Bike Delivery. This delivery service operates only using battery-powered, eco-friendly transportation. Red Bike Delivery is there for all your delivery needs, whether it's dinner for the family, flowers for your partner, or new houseplants for your new collection. Red Bike Delivery will gladly deliver those and everything in between. So what are you waiting for? Check out Red Bike Delivery on Facebook or Instagram for more information. Red Bike Delivery, because there's only one Earth. Exactly. They haven't um, learned how to communicate effectively right. what they're feeling, how they're feeling, and why they're feeling it. So right. um, that really is the main mission that I have for Urban Lavender is helping people to find their outlet and um, just being there to support them and have you know like options for them to learn these um, expressive op options. Right. Um, when you say that you have a lavender farm, mm -hmm. what does that, what does that entail of? How, so, what does a lavender farm look like? Uh, well, uh, it is, it is 0.7 acres. So, um, initially when I started really thinking about this, I thought it had to be, you know, five, 10 acres of <laughs> land and that's how a farm works. Right. And then, um, I actually was part of the one and all program with LEAP okay. and, um, they are de definitely are very concerned with community outreach and um, supporting the community. And they definitely opened up my eyes to um, the Ingham County Land Bank and all the options that were available for urban farming. And um, that, that had been something that I've been very interested in, urban farming, but I didn't see exactly how it could work with my situation. Um, because lavender is a big plant. It's about three three feet wide. Really? You know, yeah, it's big. Oh, yeah, yeah. I guess I knew that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> but that, so, it sits closer to the ground, right? Yeah. Okay. It's, it's about three foot wide and about three foot tall. I mean, there's okay. other varieties that get um, bigger, but oh, wow. that's about how big the ones that I planted are. So, um, so yeah, the, the land bank helped me get going. They have a program where they help plow and... Um, they come out, they offer you the sport that you need, and they have mulch, they have um, seeds if you wanted to start, you know, like a vegetable garden. Oh, cool. They've got, they're really awesome over there at uh, Eam County Land Bank. Um, but so, in the one and all program, they really helped open my eyes about the, the possibilities that my farm could could bring to this community that I'm in already, you know, like... When I started, I really thought, like, oh, I have to move out to the country, you know, like, <laughs> you know, and seeing the possibilities of, like, actually helping this community that's 
struggling so hard, you know, with all these issues. And um, now, that there, now that there aren't other avenues of help, but I just, right. you know, like offering as many possibilities. And, and um, it's like a lot of times people think that because the messages are already out there, that there doesn't need to be more of the same message because people relate in a different way. You know, mm. like y you might say the same exact thing as somebody else. Right. But um, just because of the way that I say it or, like or you might I, you might know different people. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of like the th same thing with like podcasting. Right. Like so many people do podcasting uh, like Jerry from the Fledge has right. a podcast. We kind of do the same thing. Mm. But, you know, it's like regardless of us doing the same thing, it's I'm a different person. He's a different person. He's reaching different people. I'm reaching different people. It's like there's space for everybody to kind of share the same message and to do it in their own way. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I really believe that a lot, you know, like, yeah. and you know, your voice is different than his too, you know? Yeah. Like, his goals different are different style. than my goals. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So that's, that's why I'm out here trying to, you know, change the world. <laughs> One, one Lansing at a time. You one know? Lansing <laughs> at a time. Um, so you started the Lav Urban Lavender in 2020 mm -hmm. in at the end of the pandemic, right? At the beginning? At the beginning. Yeah. At the beginning. Oh, it's been so long. <laughs> right. I know it. Um, <laughs> so I started it. Well, I really started conceptualizing it in 2020. Um, and then I didn't get to land until um, 2021. Uh, it was at, after the One and All program. We finished up in March, I think, okay. and um, started working in the property pretty quickly after that. Um, I had plants going, but uh, they were all in pots. Lavender doesn't grow very well in pots okay. because it's got a big root system. It's got a big top, so it's got a big root system. Right. And so it needs a lot of space, and it um, it doesn't like to get wet. Like the like wet roots, wet feet. Um, it does not like that at all. And so, um, that's interesting. Yeah. So a, you have a to plant mound that doesn't it. like to get yeah. wet. <laughs> yeah. No. It's um actually lavender is very difficult for a lot of people to grow. Really. Yeah. And it's because it loves to be neglected. <laughs> you know, like and people like to over care for it. And um, so that's it. Lavender, you just like water it quite a, a little bit in the beginning when you plant it at first and then, um, just let it do its thing after yeah, that. Yeah. Only really oh. water it if it's, um, not been raining at all. Okay. You know? So, so how many lavender plants do you have? I have a hundred right now. Wow. Right. But I have room for, I would say 300 more. Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, actually we set it up really cool. Um, it like, there's like a path down the center and then it splits towards the back. Um, and we want to put in a children's garden. Oh, cool. And also maybe like, um, an area for like weddings or, okay. um, different community events, you know, yeah. off to the other side. And then there's, um, one portion. So we set up, uh, like a little parking area where I want to get it paved <laughs> uh, next year. But, mm. um, and then behind that, there's like, like a wooded area sort of, it's like, sort of wooded <laughs> but it's like there's room where we could do our expressive art classes and okay um but it's just it's gonna be really pretty it's that's just gonna cool. be like a field of pur purple right in oh that's really right cool Lansing. yeah and that's right in the smack middle of Lansing right like, yeah. in town it's um right across the street from St. Lawrence Hospital okay uh yeah so Saginaw right uh right as you're leaving downtown okay yeah okay wow 
That's cool. Yeah. That's really cool. Yeah. I mean, and, you know, Lansing really needs a little facelift in certain areas. So, <laughs> um, so that's, you know, like what I would like to do. I'd love to, um, after this one really gets going, I'd love to um, do something on the south side. Um, okay. East side, you know, like kind of like do different um, locations, you know. You should partner up with... Um, uh, 1991 greenery yeah yeah i like them i've met them uh, yeah they're very nice people i would love to work with them yeah she was on the podcast i still need plants from her too oh yeah <laughs> i want to put a couple plants in here yeah i've got um i got a zz zz plant from them it's okay doing amazing their plants are great yeah yeah what kind of plants do you think i should get in here uh well i love my zz plant for sure <laughs> it's like um this cool thing comes up and it's got these Really green, really green leaves. It's really pretty. Oh, it gets cool. big. Um, okay. That's one of my all-time favorites. So hmm. um, it's like one of those rare treasures too that you don't like. You know. I wanted a cactus. I'm like I, I need to have a cactus. Oh yeah. <laughs> or you could do like some uh, snake tails in here. They don't like sun very much. So oh okay. Yeah, they work good in here. Okay, awesome. I'll have to check that out. Um, so what kind of products do you make? I know you make products from the lavender. Um, how, what's that process like? Okay, so um, I make bath bombs. I make um, lavender body butter. Right now I use um, essential oils that I buy um, out of a company in Ohio. Uh, and I'll probably have to do that for a long time. So those little bottles of essential oil, they actually yeah. take about an acre of lavender just to make that. Wow. Yeah. So um, I'll probably be using <laughs> the bulk resource for a, a while. Whoa. Yeah. So what do you do with your lavender? Uh, well, I will be doing like you pick lavender um, and having it more or less be a symbol, you know, a visual symbol and like inviting people to come out and see it and be in it and right. enjoy the smells. Um, they smell amazing. And lavender is uh, like a relaxful yeah. thing too, it's right? A, it, yeah. It definitely helps uh, soothe anxiety. Okay. I wouldn't say take it away completely, but um, help maintain it. Yeah. That's actually how I grew to love lavender. Um, I personally have Bad anxiety, uh, what, PTSD. What, what does uh, anxiety look like to you? Because, like, I always say my wife's anxiety, like, but other people have explained their anxiety. It's, like, it, it it's different for everybody, right. right? And, like, for my wife, it's, like, certain things on certain days. Like, she might like a, a shirt one day, but then the next day she doesn't like the way it fits. Right, you know? yeah. Uh, well, for me, it's just, like, I struggle a lot with, like, leaving the house. Like, I, I'm doing okay. fine here, right? Yeah. Um, but, I wasn't sure, though. Right. Because you you asked me a couple times, like, is this in person? <laughs> right. Right. Um, definitely. I, I just, like, and then I was leaving. I'm like, oh, God, I have to go do this. But then, <laughs> then I'm fine, right? Yeah. So yeah, you're a doing lot great. of it is, like, mental for me. Okay. Um, and, uh, you know, it also depends on what I'm going through in my life. What if I'm um, prioritizing self-help or self-care. Um, okay. If I'm taking the time to express myself via art, via writing, um, right. and taking the, that time to really evaluate what, what I need and what I, what I really want uh, out of life and, and really fulfilling my purpose. Right. I, I definitely feel like that goes hand in hand with my anxiety. But then again, there's certain things that just pop up that... Um, that just create anxiety. Right, Situations, yes. certain right. situations and yeah. whatnot. I'm actually about to... Um, 
launch a little campaign on my social media for um, flashbacks, emotional flashbacks, and um, like visual flashbacks. Um, so recently I've learned about emotional flashbacks. It's uh, actually an event that triggers a feeling or an emotion that you've felt in the past where it's a traumatic event and that triggers a response that is hmm. similar to what you did in the traumatic event. So okay. um, something might say, um, just kind of like make me feel as though uh, I'm trapped or something, like, like, uh, right. like I don't have a choice in the matter or something, and then that really causes me to have like an over... Um, what's the word I'm looking for here? Like an overly dramatic um, response to an event, right? Mm -hmm. And um, that's something I never even had heard about before, you know? Um, it makes sense. Right. I mean, because there's been times like where things have happened to me in the past and uh, I'll just like randomly one day, I mean, it happens to everybody, right? Like you, let's say, you, I mean, on the smallest level, you hear like a song. Mm -hmm. right and it puts you back into the place where right, you first heard exactly, that like exactly. you think like oh that's where i first heard that mm -hmm. or like you smell something right and you're like oh like it, you associate those things with right. with a with a, a point in time right exactly. same thing same exactly. thing for emotions and and they feelings. can be good or bad you know right. like right so so maybe there was a song playing in the background in a traumatic event and uh you hear that and you it's really subconscious because you, maybe you didn't even know that you heard that song in the background mm -hmm. in, your in a traumatic event. And um, for some reason, when you hear that song, then all of a sudden you like you get really angry right. or sad um, and you yeah. don't really understand it. And that it makes sense that that is a, a. So when that happens to you, how do you manage that? Well, um, you know, so I just found out about this. It's okay. been a thing. But um I think being aware of the fact that it's happening and, you know, also being forward and um, honest with your people that surround you um, and, you know, saying, like, these are the things that trigger me. Like, if if I'm responding to something that seems outrageous, maybe, like, just send me down. Maybe maybe have, a like, a code word. You know, like, oh, man, um... I don't know what a good code word is like <laughs> on the spot here, but like, you know, like just having some safe, sort of like a safe word. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, no, this is too much. Like, you've got to like give me some space. I need to go like wouldn't it be, reset. Wouldn't it be okay just to say I need some space? It would. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but sometimes like when you're in it, it's hard to say like I need some space right now. Right. Or like it's hard for because a lot of times like my partner, he will be like, you know, like he'll be like, hey what's are you are you okay is something else bothering you i'm like no you know like probably because he's a man he's like what did i do wrong right right exactly <laughs> and so like like i can't necessarily hear him when i'm in in that event mm. and so like having that keyword just kind of like really helps like snap right. me back into it right? right and then for me i feel like i have the option to choose happiness over choosing wallowing. And I mean, and, and sometimes it's easier than other days, right? Mm -hmm. Like, but I just tell myself, like, I choose happiness. 
today, you know, like, instead of continuing to think about what happened in the past or continuing to allow my emotions to control what I'm doing, Mm -hmm. I decide that I choose happiness or that I choose forgiveness. And um, that's just something that I do in my head. And then I just kind of do it over and over and over again. And then that helps you. It helps me, yeah. Or like like the serenity prayer. I like to do that too, you know, like. And that just helps me just get right back to, you know, restarting or refreshing. Sometimes it's harder than other times, you know, like mm-hmm. you just gotta like get away from everybody and like you know. <laughs> well, sometimes, re- sometimes you just need your space, right? Yeah. Like everybody needs their space. Um, do you have you have a kid, right? I do. Yeah. 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 So that I mean, that's one thing too. I mean, kids are stressful. I know my kids are. <laughs> <laughs> and sometimes you're just like, I love you, but I need like you gotta I go. Need, <laughs> you I need gotta that go. space. I need, my, I, I need a minute. I need a minute. <laughs> Yeah, you know, I mean, they're, they're kids, so, you know. You know, I think always just being forward with people and telling them, like, hey, like, I know that you're just a kid, but <laughs> I'm going to need a minute. Yeah, and it's important to teach them those skills, too, right? Right, like, absolutely. Anxiety and depression and stress, especially with today and how kids are with uh, social media and how... Um, they are with like, like my kids love YouTube YouTube, and my daughter's always like, dad, let's start a YouTube channel. I'm yeah. like, no, like, I don't want you on social. I don't want right. you on YouTube putting your life out there. And then, um, she's, but she's, the thing is she sees all these other kids on YouTube mm-hmm. and she's like, I want to emulate their life. Right. You know, I want to copy that. And then I think that creates a lot of anxiety and angst and even depression mm-hmm. and yeah, it just kind of exa- exacerbates, exacerbates that. Did I say that right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, actually, my son, he's like, that's what he wants to be. He wants to be a YouTuber. Really? Like, every kid wants to be a YouTuber, right? Um, so, sometimes we'll just make videos, you know? Like, yeah. um, I do homeschool my son. Oh, and okay. um, so, I definitely believe a lot in, like, following their interests. Yeah, and absolutely. And so, um, there's a lot of opportunity there to um, grow their voice. Mm-hmm. without necessarily like putting it out there right so yeah. that's what we do yeah that's actually a really good idea because if you just video it and then don't put it out yeah that i mean they're kind of getting the the fulfillment of creating something right. being a creator performing some sort of art right but you're not putting your kid out in the world for everybody exactly. to see and exploit exactly. yeah, right exactly yeah um my kids they uh they record like themselves playing Minecraft. You know, they're like talking <laughs> to the camera. They're like, "All right, three, two, one, subscribe." <laughs> do you understand Minecraft? I don't. I uh, I do. I you know, like I kind of do. I don't play with them. Like sometimes I do, but um, I don't. I just like mine. I just <laughs> mine. I'm like, oh, like I spend three hours just mining. <laughs> like I one day um. We heard this like yelping noise on my son was playing it on his tablet, and we're like, "What are you? What are you doing?" And he's like, oh, "I'm killing these dogs." I'm oh like, no! I'm like, why are you killing dogs? He's like, "I don't like them," and I'm like, "Why? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? You're allowed to do that?" Yeah. <laughs> and then um, he's like, "Well, they're wolves," and I'm like, oh, "Okay, I guess if they're wolves." Right. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't. Makes it okay. I don't know. I don't know what they're doing. I mean, like, a lot of times they can just like build houses. Sometimes we do. Um, like, we'll make Pokemon characters, oh, uh, like, cool. out of the blocks. or Cool. Yeah, so sometimes you can make it, like, creative. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they've got, um, actually, uh, Minecraft Education Edition. Really? Yeah, the, and you can, like, 
explore the wonders of the world and and <laughs> they've got some lessons on there so that's pretty cool it is a pretty cool thing because my daughter she gets on there and uh she creates a whole world i mean she's like she'll show me every now and then her house like she'll be like this is my house that i build and this is mcdonald's over here yeah. and this is this and i'm like like how do you know like how to build that like right. I mean, because she, she builds it and makes it almost kind of look, I mean, in, I guess in the Minecraft world, she makes it look like how like a McDonald's right, would yeah. look or whatever, or like a, how a house would look. And I'm like, how did you, how'd you do that? Like, that's pretty, that's actually pretty creative. Right. Yeah, exactly. And, you know, I think there's a certain level of acceptance to the way that the world is changing. Yeah. That, um, like these digital art forms are, they're, they're the future, you know, like yeah. We have to accept that digital art is real art, you know, like in, in, um, ex like, um, encouraging our kids to, um, take on digital creations and, uh, digital expression is, is I think important because as the world changes, our, our, um, platforms are different now yeah absolutely. you know like there was not even like myspace didn't even come until <laughs> 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 until you... i was like what 13 12 yeah. 13 and then then that was gone facebook's here and way to and, age yourself <laughs> right here i am <laughs> yeah myspace was a shit back in the day right but that was like the first thing you it know, was like, or aol yeah oh my god <laughs> back when you had to use dial up to get right. on <laughs> <laughs> It's so crazy to see how things have changed within the last like ten, and I, I guess it'd be more like twenty years. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Have you done the uh, ten year challenge? Oh my god, I was I was looking <laughs> I was looking for I, I didn't have like a recent picture that I had taken, so I've got. But I was I was looking. I'm like, wow, <laughs> like times have changed. You know, like I pretty much look the same. I still get That's carded good. for lottery tickets. You know, like wow. yeah. Um, but definitely like you like your outlook on things has definitely changed and like the world around has changed yeah. so much. Um, I was, uh, yesterday I was going to put up a post because I was looking for the 10 year, a uh, 10 year picture of myself and I couldn't find one. So I was like, mm, you know what? I, so I had a memory pop up of a post I put up 10 years ago oh. and it was such a stupid post. It was like, and it wasn't a bad post. It was just like, um, uh, my new phone is amazing or something yeah. like that. And I'm just like thinking, why would I post that? <laughs> like, who cares? Right. <laughs> who cares about my phone? But it, it goes to show how people change over time and, like, how they use, like, social media platforms and right. how, like, your mentality changes. What would you say uh, has changed over the last 10 years for you? Because, like, looking back for myself, I'm like, man, I was a freaking idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, oh, my gosh. Yeah. Well, I didn't have any kids at that time. Um I'm also, I'm a recovering alcoholic, so oh. I was, like, in he heavy drinking and um, okay. just, like, not making any good choices at all. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, yeah, a lot of a lot has changed in 10 years. I didn't think that I would be starting a business, that's for sure. Uh -huh. um, you know, I didn't really even know what I, what my, what my goal in life was, or even if, probably didn't even care at you, that time. You didn't care? You didn't have, like, any, like like aspirations of what you wanted to do or like yeah you know I guess I guess it I was probably in college at that time um, where'd you go to college I went to LCC and then I went to Eastern okay um I was going for art therapy and then I had my son okay and so I never finished that but I see that there's options for me to still bring 
what I was working on at that time into what I'm doing here. So, okay. Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting to see how people have changed over time. It's, it's kind of crazy. I mean, because like you look back at some, like people, you know, and you're like, you, that's who you, that's who you know. That's, that's what you know of them. Like, but you don't really, I guess you don't see like, I guess what I'm trying to go with this is at any point in time in, in history, you've never been able to look back and be like, well, I changed from that point to this point. Right. Whereas like now with social media, you can look back at any point in time and be like, and like just technology. Right. And like, you can look in your camera and like your, your Google your photos. photos. Yeah. yeah. And be and like, wow, it's got everything. Yeah. And you like, look at a picture. You're like, wow, I remember where I was at that mm-hmm. point in time. I remember like what I was doing, where I was in life, like, mm-hmm. and as opposed to now, right. Like, and they keep it all in chronological order yeah. and like, and, and you can see the exact date where it's like, you know, like you go to your parents' house and you pull on the old like photo <laughs> albums and you're like, all right, like here's, <laughs> and you, you know, like, I don't know, my mom has it all set up. She's got like five or oh. whatever, you know, like these big <laughs> photo albums, you know, and you, you like, you have to keep them in order, <laughs> yep. but you can kind of figure it out. Cause like some of it's like my brother's a baby and then it's like, I'm a baby. <laughs> and that's like the only way that right. you can like figure out what year it's from right. or anything. It's like based on if they the label them. <laughs> yeah. And then once you get to be an adult, you mean, you pretty much look the same for yeah, forever. Like, <laughs> Until right. You're like 40, you have a beard 50. for like four years or something like that. Or like purple hair. I don't know. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. Did you ever go through any crazy? Uh, I can't talk today. Cra- crazy hair? Did you go- have any crazy hair? No. Any crazy piercings? No. Like, no, I've got some tattoos. I'm, yeah. And that was like probably like a ten year ago thing where okay. I was like, tattoos are so cool. You know, like <laughs> I think tattoos are cool, but like now I'm like, I don't know, money, like spending money on tattoos. <laughs> like I guess I'm more like, that's my money. I will like. Well, you're an entrepreneur, right? right? And so you you look at like how could my money change my life mm-hmm. as opposed to like. I want to look good. Right. Exactly. Um, I definitely think about my money and the way that I spend my money as investments everywhere. Like everything that I do lately has been an investment in myself or my business or, you know, my family's, mm. you know, generational wealth kind yeah. of situation. Um, Cause I definitely didn't. That's fallen. There it goes. <laughs> oh no. It's fine. Um, right. So, uh, gener- you know, like, uh, investments. I actually um, recently signed up for a coaching situation with uh, Rachel Peterson, the queen of TikTok. So I, I don't know who that no, is. No, she. You probably wouldn't. Um, she's a marketer, so she's oh, okay. a like, famous marketer, though. Oh. Um, and she does a lot on TikTok. And I'm gonna go on TikTok soon. You don't, have a, you don't have a TikTok? <laughs> I have a TikTok, but I don't have like I have like one video on there. <laughs> you know, I'm like I'm trying to um like work up the courage to like do that um as a business owner there's i feel like there's so many things that you've really got to tackle you know like and things that you don't think about like mental things that are like your self-esteem um imposter syndrome and like and feeling like an expert right you've got to show up in your business as an expert yeah but like Maybe you're not an expert yet. You know, like you have to, I mean, 
you have to believe that you're an expert because you know more you, you know more about podcasting than I do. You're well, an expert in podcasting. This is the thing. I don't think that you have to be an expert, and I don't think that you be- think I don't think that you have to think you're an expert because like when I first started podcasting, I'm like I am a freaking idiot. Right. I do not know how to do this, and even now, like I was messing with my um my sound equipment before you came, and I'm like I can't figure my like I I don't think this sounds good. Right. I'm sure you, it doesn't matter to you, but um. To me, I'm like, this doesn't sound good, and I can't Uh-oh. figure it out, so I need to, like, figure that out still, but, um, you know, and, and I just think that as long as you're trying to learn and trying to be better, and and eventually you do get better over right. time by mm-hmm. teaching yourself and just, I mean, learning, like, looking things up online... Like, you yeah. don't oh, need yeah. to be an expert anymore. Well, but I feel like you are an expert. Oh, thank you. You know, like, I think you are a sound expert because I don't know that it doesn't sound good. Right, right. You know, like... Um, well, I think you're you know, an expert like, in Lavender, so... Thank you, and I don't feel like I am. You know, like, I mean, I feel like I definitely know a lot more than most of the people, and that, so that makes me an right. expert, and that yeah. makes you an expert in podcasting and, and the things that you know, you know more about than other people, yeah. and, like... For me, like getting to that point of realization has been, it's been probably the biggest hurdle that I've crossed is like accepting that I I do know what I'm doing and that I can trust myself to go out there and put myself out there and, um, and trust myself that I'm not giving bad information. Imposter syndrome is a real thing. Um, because like, I mean, there's been times during the podcast I've, you know, interviewed people and I'm like, man, I suck. I I should just stop. I feel like nobody cares about what I'm doing. Like it just, I don't know if I'm making a difference. I don't know if, you know, what I'm doing is, I mean, how the pros do it, you know, just, I don't know. But at the end of the day, there are people listening and, you know, you are growing when you're doing it like this podcast like I I've learned so much by doing it Mm -hmm. and uh whereas like a year ago when I started this I didn't know a thing I'm like how do I hook up these mics exactly (laughs) how do I hook up the mics to the computer how does that happen right see I've never (laughs) even done that before so yeah and I I think it's important to to challenge yourself and do things that you you you're uncomfortable with Mm -hmm. and and try to try to grow absolutely I I like if you don't feel uncomfortable at least one time. I think it's important to get get comfortable with being uncomfortable. Yes, yeah. I can't remember who said that, but yeah, I love that too. Yeah. Yeah, so um, what was I going to say? I was going to say something. I remember what it was now. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, 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 that's right. So I wanted to go back, and you said you are a recovering alcoholic. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that. Okay. What What did life look like before you decided to give up alcohol and then what does it look like now okay well um so i've actually i like i have two stages of recovery or i've I've, like gone through recovery two times okay so like like i recovered uh recovered i was in recovery you know like i was i was feeling good about my situation i got really comfortable um and then i relapsed so um that was definitely really hard um I got, I got divorced while I relapsed. So, mm-hmm. you know, like that, that was, um, I was not, I was not this person at yeah. all. Like I was, I feel like I was a, like, I was just really dark, you know, like that was a really dark space that I was in. I was really, I was a victim all the time. Like everything that happened, it was like happening to me <laughs> and like everybody in the world was out to get me and like. 
I just put those lights in. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, now we've got a, a, a like an ambient lighting. Here, so. <laughs> it actually does look good. Good. It actually good. almost looks awesome. better. I like Great. it. Great. Um, yeah, so uh, I was drinking a lot. I was drinking every day, all day. You know, uh, self-medicating, I think, from a lot of the trauma. And, you know, like, I really didn't care about my family. I didn't care about anything but drinking when I was in it, you know. Right. And I didn't, I didn't realize that's how it was. Like, if you would have told me that that was what was going on, I would be like, no, I love my, <laughs> you know, like, I love my family. I'm here. You right, know, like, right. Um, but looking back, I, you know, like, I was prioritizing drinking and um, I was putting it above everything. It was above everything. It was like all I thought about, wow. uh, you know, like, and that's not how it started either. You know, yeah. it's like, it starts out fun, yeah. right? Like going yeah. out to the bar and like hanging yeah. out with friends and like feeling like, you know, like <laughs> super confident, yeah. like feeling good. And, um, and then it just like spirals, you know, like, and it's gradual, but, um, once it gets to that space for me as an alcoholic, I can't, I can't leave that high level of like drinking every day and right, like, right. and like just wanting to be drunk all the time. And that's, I mean, like, so were you like day drinking? Oh yeah. I was, I was, I was day drinking and I was going to work truck. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh. I was not in a good space, you know, like, um, you worked in a bar, right? Yeah. So you could go to work drunk. Uh, yeah, I mean, to? like, not supposed to, <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, uh, you know, like, in the movies, they all, I feel like they always are, like, like, here, take a shot, you know, like, yeah. and then the bartender gets to, sh- like, but that's right. not really how it is, right, right? <laughs> it's yeah. like, um, but then again, you know, like, there's still some, like, like, culture, restaurant culture, yeah. it's, like, a lot of drinking, and I spent, yep. you know, before this, this is, that's what I did, was, I mean, I had a few other jobs here and there that were different but mostly it was like service industry okay and that's like late nights getting off late and like and what do you do for fun after that right, you go you to know, the bar right you go to the that's like literally yeah. the only thing you i mean not literally <laughs> you know that's one like, of the you, only right, things right right <laughs> it feels like it and then you know like it's just a, like a way you go out with that you know like yeah your co-workers and things like that and yeah I also think that like getting out of the service industry has definitely helped my recovery. Um, is there not as much pressure? Right. You know, it's not everywhere. Like I'm not um, going to work and seeing people successfully drink, which was something that right. I could not do. Right. Yeah. Um, it's like, well, maybe I could successfully drink <laughs> today. Like, I could do it today. Right. <laughs> but um, a lot of that, like you know, and and I've been. Uh, I have quit drinking. It's been like two and a half years now that I uh-huh. quit drinking. and uh, But I still, sometimes I'll get a thought, you know, and I'll be like, oh, you know, like maybe. Maybe just a little. Maybe I could just drink <laughs> a little, you know, but I have to um, play the tape all the way through yeah. on that one because I know what happens. Like maybe I'll have one good night of drinking. Right. I'll be able to control myself yep. and I like won't be like, all right, we just finished that bottle of wine. Let's go get another one. You know, like, or, you know, like maybe I'll a do a okay. bottle of wine. Right. Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> I would have a headache. Yeah. <laughs> Those uh, are the worst. You're right. Yeah. Like, and, um, it was like perpetual headache all the time. Like just <laughs> hung over like all the time. Um, but yeah. And so I just, I always have to play the tape all the way through and, and just 
think about what's going to happen the next day and yeah. then the next day and then I'm going to wake up and I'm going to be like, you know, maybe I could just drink during the day today. And, yeah. You know, like... Well, it's one of those things, I mean, just like any addiction, you know, it starts off good, right? Mm-hmm. You start off like, oh, I can have one drink or let's say you're an addict to cigarettes. So I'll right. just have one cigarette right. today or I'll, or maybe just one pack, depending on how much right. you smoke. Right. And then then tomorrow it's like, ah, oh, you know, I could do it again. Mm-hmm. I'm fine. I'll I'll just stop when I when I want to. Right. And then you do it again. And then the next day, same thing, same thing, same thing. And then thing. mentally, you're just then, convincing yourself that you want to do yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Like, this, this is my choice. You know, <laughs> like, like, I chose to, you know, smoke a pack and a half today instead of... <laughs> like, that was my choice. Yeah, like, exactly. I chose that. I can choose to stop. Right. Yeah, that's a But that's I a don't problem. choose to today, right? <laughs> and then eventually, you don't... You're not even thinking about it. Yeah, anymore. no, it's just a habit it's now. Just back to it. Yeah. Yep. yep. Yeah. Eventually, I'll get my shit together. Right. <laughs> yeah. Eventually, and then you know, like another year goes by, and then yeah. Eventually, maybe I'll get better. You know, like or or it, you know, like when it when it's time, when the time is right. Yeah. It always makes me laugh when people are like, "I'll stop smoking," or "I'm I'm working on stop stop smoking," mm-hmm. working on stopping smoking, and then they'll like still smoke like a, a cigarette or two, and it almost always. I've never seen anybody be successful about it. Just stop. No. They they stop for a little bit. Like they might stop and just smoke like one or one or two right. cigarettes, but then like within a month they're back to it. I've witnessed it so many times. I'm sure you have too. Working oh yeah. In the, the oh restaurant well, I, I mean I smoke cigarettes too. So, and during you, the you, winter you time, did or you still I do? do? I do. Oh okay. So um during the Would winter time. Would you say time, it's an addiction? You know I I, I make my choices. <laughs> I choose. I choose. I could quit if I wanted. No. <laughs> No, but like during the winter time, I like, I don't smoke. I mean, I really, I really don't. Like, I'm like, I don't want to go outside. Yeah, I don't want to go outside. <laughs> like, smoking inside is disgusting. And I, I, mean, I have kids, but. What is it about drinking and smoking that go together? You know, I don't know. I think it's like just like a fixation. Like, yeah. Like, um, for me, like, I just continually drink, right? I don't actually even think about drinking. I just like that motion. Yeah. And I think that cigarettes are kind of like a similar motion. Okay. I I don't know. You I think don't know it like helps balance between. balance everything out. Like you're kind of getting buzzed, but then this might set you straight a little bit. <laughs> like I don't know. Yeah, it just feels so good. You know, like I don't know. It just feels like better. Yeah. <laughs> like there's something I guess kind of enticing about it when you're when you're drinking. Yeah. Right. But other than that, I've never been addicted to cigarettes. Right. Actually, I, yeah, I've never been addicted. But when I turned 18, I was like. This is what I'm doing. I'm smoking cigarettes, and I, <laughs> I would go buy right. cigarettes just to for the like, the nostalgic of smoking with friends and right. whatnot. Right. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, like, I remember like stealing my parents' cigarettes, like, and, like being a bad kid, you know. I do like cigars though. Oh. Cigars are good. No. No. Not for me. No. I mean, I think they smell, <laughs> smell awful, but. I'm happy that you love them. That's great. Yeah, I like cigars. <laughs> In fact, if I could get a cigar sponsor, that'd be awesome. There you go. There you go. Um, wow. All right. So, um, so now you're you, you've you've quit drinking for two years, and ever since then, your life has kind of taken off, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. You started a business. Yeah, I mean, I started it. Business. It was like just a few months after that, I started started the business i mean not like probably six months after i quit that do you find that it gave you mental clarity like as far as like okay this is my purpose this is my goal now absolutely. this is what i'm doing absolutely when you um when you aren't drinking there is a lot more time to um really dive into your mental 
mental state and what you want and what what you um what your purpose is here on on earth right like we only have a limited amount of time right to make our our staple you know like and and do what we want to do yeah and um i think for me as an alcoholic it was definitely not clear like my purpose was to drink you know like <laughs> and so now i am i'm seeing like how i can make a difference in the world and um and it's really awesome, you know, and, and like you said, I'm starting, I'm starting a new business now. Um, and, you know, I see a lot of possibilities. I see tons of possibilities now, whereas like I was really closed minded while I was drinking. I, w- I, w- I wouldn't even think about like how I can invest in myself right. to make myself better. Right. Like, cause you, you thought so little of yourself. Right. Exactly. And that's, that's another, you know, like I'm still dealing with that. Yeah. I, I'm always dealing with that. It never know? goes away. Right. And then sometimes but it does change. worse. Yeah, exactly. Like, like evaluating my life. I, I, I see that I have the purpose, you know, like, and then that's something I come back to a lot with my, my partner is, um, that I deserve what I deserve. It, I often am like, you don't think I deserve this, you know, like, and I, um, we've been working on it. Uh, you know, I have trauma in my life, uh, mm-hmm. and I so I approach things a lot differently. But the big one that keeps coming up is deserve. Do I deserve this? Like I don't deserve. Th- that's the one that really comes up a lot. Is so I don't. You don't it. think that you deserve things? Well, yes. <laughs> Subconsciously, yes. Okay. So when I actually internalize and I think about it, I I know like the past in the past, like mm-hmm. maybe I have made bad choices in the past but that doesn't have to be a deciding factor on what i deserve right i decide what i deserve well i think it's important to note that a lot of people make bad choices you know i've made some terrible choices Mm. but and that's one of the whole reasons why i started this podcast because i've made some bad choices that affected people and that's a thing like once you make those once you make those choices or those decisions that affect people or you know, like you, you got divorced and you were drinking at the time, like you had said, like, I'm sure you admit that that wasn't a healthy choice right, yeah. and it affected probably a lot of people. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't, you can't let that define who you are as a person. And just because you made that choice and you ruined a relationship mm-hmm. or whatever, or, um, I mean, I'm sure it was a two way street, but you know, because you made choices that affected a situation, mm-hmm. you can't let that define who you are and you can't, I mean, that's not necessarily who you are. As long as you're willing to change and make a uh, make a make a positive right. change for your life, yeah. And that, you know, that's one reason why I started this podcast because you know, I don't know. Just people think that because you made a bad choice, that that's who you are as right. a person. You'll always be that person, you know. But right, I believe people can change. I do too. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And I, I think that a lot of it comes from from within. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, that's cool. <laughs> it's cool. We've got a little extra <laughs> added, like... Little club lights Yeah, here on. we go. Yep. We're going to... Strobes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I think that a lot of it is, like, just accepting that you know, like, knowing that that's something that is internally happening. Yeah. You know, and, and, and when it's coming up, saying, no, I do. I do. I know I deserve this. And I'm not that person anymore. Yeah. And, you know, like, I think those bad decisions kind of stick with us, right? So, so internally, 
like thinking that you don't deserve something. You think that you are that person still. Yeah. Even though you know that you've worked on yourself and that, you know, that you're not that person and yeah. that you're, you are making good decisions now. And, um, but it's, it's subconscious. It's something in mm. your brain, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And I think over time, eventually, um, you know, you will retrain your brain to where you're like, you may still think that you don't deserve it, but you're, you'll mentally be in a different spot. You'd be like, I don't know if I, what the heck is going on? That light just kicked back on. <laughs> um, oh my gosh. Uh, so yeah, I think you'll get to the point where, you know, you like may think I, I don't deserve this, mm -hmm. but it's in a different aspect now. Like you won't base it off of like the decisions you've made. You'll mm -hmm. base it off like, okay, did I, did I work hard enough for this right. or, you know? Well, you know, that's a, another thing people, I think that people often, um, I, so I'm working with this coach and we talk about this type of stuff a lot and, and thinking that you have to put in all this work, you know, I mean like, yes, you have to put in the work and learn mm -hmm. how to do the things, but it doesn't necessarily have to be like hustle all the time. Right. You know, like if you're not hustling, that doesn't mean that you're not working hard. Right. You know, like, right. you have to have some work-life balance, you oh, know? absolutely. Like, yeah, you have to take care of your family, and, yeah, you have to have family time. Like, you can't right. just always be thinking about work. Right. And that's a problem with entrepreneurs, right. too. Right, it is, yeah. yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with the deserve. The, like, yeah. feeling like in order to deserve success, then you have to work 24-7. Yeah. I mean, maybe at first you do. Right. You well, know? yeah, you know, like, like just like starting a business is a job in itself, yeah. you know, like learning how to get an LLC or, um, you know, like finding the resources that you need to get the people that you need or get to the people that you need. Mm -hmm. Um, it's a lot of work, you know, like starting a lavender farm. It's not just farming lavender. Right. It's also marketing yeah. and putting yourself out there and, um, finding, markets or finding places to sell and like yeah. it's a there's a lot of back-end things that go into it it's you know, a lot of work yeah i've seen you at a couple of different events and mm -hmm. you know that's just and and that's the thing like you like especially with your like your type of business um you know you don't have like necessarily like a storefront right mm -hmm. so you're doing the work at, at your farm you're farming mm -hmm. the lavender or whatever and then you are having to sell it too mm -hmm. so you're going to all these farmers markets. Mm -hmm. So that's also work. Right. And that's taking time from, you know, your family time, right. like on a Saturday mm -hmm. or a Sunday or Friday, whatever, yeah. you know, these events are. And, uh, yeah. And you got to do that all the time to make right. money. Right. And that's kind of why I'm doing a bit of a pivot right now. And, um, so starting my web design business and, um, what are you going to call it? It's lavender Lux online. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, um, so tr trying to, you know, like incorporate, all of what I'm doing, I want to offer people um, a stress-free um, resource to, you know, get their business going. Um, but the thing about the difference between the two is, like, like retail takes so much energy out of me, right? And mm -hmm. I don't have a retail store, so I have to pack up everything. I've got my, you know, like right. my... my um, market kit, you know, like, and it's, it's a lot, you know, like I've got totes and I've got tables and I've got, you know, banners oh and, and my tent, you know, like it's a whole thing. Yeah. And, um, it's exhausting, you know, like doing yeah. that over and over every weekend yeah. and then working all week and then yeah. working all weekend. And yeah, so that's, that was a big 
choice to kind of make that pivot and focus on my freelance work more as a business yeah. to, um, to kind of achieve that work-life balance for myself. And, um, it's been really great. I've been enjoying, I've been enjoying the pivot and, um, yeah, it's going. That's awesome. Yeah. I, I love hearing people killing it. And I, you know, that's the thing, like, I mean, I'm sure when you started the lavender business, you're like, this is what I'm doing. Yeah. But then, you know, uh, two years into it, you're like, I want to do something else. Right. And so you're not letting that business hold you back from accomplishing what you really want to do. Right. And I think that's really cool. Um, and, uh, as far as, uh, um, what kind of business is it called again? What is it? It's de- like web design? Web design. Web, yeah. design. web okay. design and development. Okay. So what kind of services does that, do you offer for that? <clears throat> Obviously web design. Web design. Yeah. I, um, WordPress set up. Okay. I've done, um, course creation, like, um, I do video editing and I do, oh. um, I do like the whole thing, you know, I, I prefer, so in marketing, there's like, there's the creative side and then there's the getting it out there side. I right. definitely like prefer the more creative side. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I can do illustrator. I can do some, some graphic design. Like I'm still okay. kind of like definitely not an expert. I mean, more right. of an expert than other people, but yeah, more yeah, than um, me. <laughs> <laughs> right. So I can do like basic things on um, Illustrator. I set up um, user experience. I'm really good at thinking about how people are going to um, interact with a platform um, as far as like, I mean, people right now are so used to having everything that they, you know, like every, everything is so simple yeah, now. Yeah. And um you have like three seconds with people and when they yeah. arrive to a website, you know, if it takes too long mm-hmm. to load, they're gone, you yeah. know, like, and, or if it takes too long for them to find out how to get to the product that they want, they can't find how to search for it or whatever, then yeah. they're gone. They're like, I don't, I'm going to go find a different website. That's easier. Yeah. And, um, so I'm really good at that. That's something that I'm very good at. Uh, I, I myself am like, a little bit, uh, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's OCD or, like, what, but I just, like, certain things, like, give me a feeling, you know, like, of uncomfort. <laughs> like, okay. like, when things are too crowded. Okay. Like, on a design. Yeah. <clears throat> then I'm like, <clears throat> sorry. You're good. You're um, good. Then I can, I can feel it, like, my in my My lights are flickering and things are falling off the wall oh, in yeah. here, so. <laughs> we're we're going we're gonna to make it through this. We're going to just fine we're killing it today. we're getting through it right you know that's what it's all about absolutely so but yeah so i'm you know i'm enjoying learning about it i mostly work on what well like wordpress okay and um <clears throat> which is pretty cool because there's a lot of like courses out there like or course creators out there that only offer like kajabi or like and those platforms you don't necessarily like, own your platform Okay. Whereas WordPress, you own what you're doing. And oh, okay. so, like, nobody can shut you down. You know, like, oh, if you don't okay. follow the policy, it's completely right. correct. You right. don't have to worry about, like, losing your whole entire business. Like, I... Shopify or, like, oh, okay. like Wix sometimes. Like... Can you sell on WordPress? Yep. I, I have a WordPress. Yeah. I, I set it up, like, last year, and I didn't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I just did it, and uh, I haven't really been on it since. Yeah. I don't really know if it draws in traffic. I I have no idea. Uh, did you set up your Google My Business? 
Probably not. <laughs> so when you set we might that have up, to talk about yeah. this. <laughs> so when you set up your Google My Business, then um, you can hook up Google Analytics and be oh, able okay. to like look at who is coming to your, if people are coming to your website, hmm. if they're linking up with you. Um, but yeah, no, selling um, WooCommerce is a, a great way to sell on on. Um, on WordPress, okay. I think that now you can actually link your Shopify. I mean, there's a lot of ways that you can link to other things, but uh, I say always go to WordPress. Always. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, I have one, so I might need I might need your help. Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Um, so that's the kind of things that you're offering is help for businesses, like like I guess for myself. Obviously, if I were to hire you mm-hmm. to help me and whatnot, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, I feel like. So working, you know, like an hourly job, you're working for somebody else, Mm -hmm. you know, Um, and something about that, like, I mean, I was always a hard worker, right? As as an hourly employee, I was always like a really hard worker. Yeah. But at the end of the day, I only care, you know, like, there's only so much that I am actually giving. So um, I feel like starting the lavender farm, I, you know, I had to go through all these processes, learning how to do every single thing, every step of the way. And yeah. it's like, I feel like from doing that and then branching more into the web design part of it. And, um, I, there's just skills that you have as a entrepreneur that other people don't have. And you can apply them in different, right. different aspects. Yeah. They don't have to be just like one and done. I did right. it for my business. Right. No, you can go out and you can, freelance and you know like help other businesses get started and i think that i think that that's what our economy really needs you know like i feel like uh this corporate america is it's it's a problem it's i'm so over it you know like it it's definitely a problem and what i don't know it's it's kind of crazy because we actually do need it right right like we need the supply chain right you know we need grocery stores to be stocked Mm -hmm. and we need we need food to be accessible. But at the same time, I'm sorry, my stomach is growling. <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> um, at the same time, you know, people need to be able to start their businesses if mm-hmm. they want. They need to be able to just pursue whatever they want instead mm-hmm. of cl- having to clock into this nine to five job right. that they hate every single day and go to every single day. Um, I, but we need a good balance. Right. And how so, do we, how do we achieve that? Um, so for what I'm seeing as far as like being in the marketing world also is like before you might have an in-house marketing team that you're, you're paying them a yearly salary to do. Whereas now I see a lot more freelancers out there and a lot more um, paying a different p- company to do the marketing or or do certain aspects of course. So, so there can still be corporate, right? Mm-hmm. But the corporate is going to work with smaller, right. small businesses. Right. And um, that's better, right? Because the, the yeah. freelancer will have more experience out in the field than, I mean, not to say that in, in-house is like horrible, right? but you know, there's only so much you can do in a 40 hour work week where, you know, like there's only so much that needs to be done really. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I think that, you know, bigger businesses working with other businesses, small businesses working with other businesses to... to possible. So do you think that, because 
this is a thing. This is a problem all over the country um, right now since the pandemic um, where places can't find enough people to work. I mean, restaurants are understaffed. Uh, grocery stores are understaffed. Literally everything is like anywhere, any business you drive by, you right. see now hiring. Right. And they're typically all businesses are understaffed right now. Mm-hmm. Do you see that as a problem? I mean, because I know a lot of those people who probably worked at those businesses like yourself got laid off and they're like, you know what, I'm going to go do something else because, mm-hmm. you know, this, this is my chance. This is my one chance to go do something with my life Right. because I hate this job. Yeah. Do you see that as a problem? Oh. As a, as a, as a business owner. Well, you know, I think that there's a, there's a lot to do with how you treat your employees. If you give them ownership in your business you know not necessarily like here you're you're a partner now right right But like if you allow them to have ownership in your business and 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 really like bring in people that you want to learn from Mm. you know or that you uh, respect their opinion and that you actually would be willing to put their opinion out there you know like i think that that you can give your hourly employees that sense of ownership and that they are making a difference within within your business yeah right like you've got the vision yeah um let me go back a little bit because there's something that i've been learning about lately is a visionary and then an integrator so i'm i'm a visionary right um and but sometimes i need a little help right yeah i I mean i kind of do the I do a little bit of the integrator too, because I, you know, like the back end things I like doing. But sometimes I just get these ideas, you know, like I've got all, all types of ideas going oh, yeah. on in, in my brain. I've got like <laughs> twelve more businesses back there, um, and so we need that balance, you know. I, I working alone is just like so limiting, right? Mm-hmm. We need the people. We need other people yeah. to make your business the best business that it can be. Yeah. And, um, and so I think that what businesses that are having a hard time finding employees, they just, you know, like need to encourage that ownership. Yeah. I mean, especially some of your bigger businesses, like, I mean, these box stores or like, um, uh, just these bigger chains. I mean, they need to make it more enticing for somebody to want to work there and they need to offer maybe higher wages if they can afford it. Um, retirement plans, some, they need to offer something right profit sharing whatever it is right a profit sharing is great yeah a great option because it really does <clears throat> give your employees some anchoring you know to the yeah. to the business they feel like give them something to look forward right. to yeah and th- and that, that if they work are working hard then mm-hmm. they are going to actually like make a difference in what they're making yeah. you know like yeah you sometimes you just get so into the monotony of just like going yeah. to work, doing it, doing yeah. it, you know, like, and then you're like 10 years down the road, you've been doing the same thing for 10 years straight. So <laughs> and, um, that sounds awful to me, you know, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean the same old thing over and over with not, no end in sight and nothing to look forward to. Right. And the, like, no passion that you should know, be like, the, ten, the the new 10 year challenge <laughs> <laughs> what were you doing for a job 10 years ago as opposed to now right right <laughs> i'd be good at that one that good. Yeah. yeah um so yeah that's i mean that's what i plan on doing when i when i get employees you know like do you have any plans for that 
I have been thinking a lot about doing a storefront for Urban Lavender. Uh, I've been looking at other, you know, like at storefronts right now. I'm still kind of deciding there's some, I would love to be downtown because my farm is so down, so close to downtown. So I've been thinking about that. Trying to decide what's happening with downtown is a little scary. I, I know that they're doing a ton of work down there mm-hmm. and um, they've, They've been putting in a lot of work down there, you know, and trying to... What do you think's going on with downtown? Well, I mean, <clears throat> so there's um, Middle Village. I don't know if you've heard of Middle Village. Yeah. So th- I, th- I've been talking to them about that, so maybe that's an option. Um, and they're, they're... When I talked to the uh, Downtown Lansing Incorporated or whatever, um, they told me that um, they're trying to convert a lot of these office spaces into more, like, living spaces oh really so have it maybe be more of a community rather than an office zone like or like you know the the capital is just right corporate right right so i think that would be really cool that would be cool yeah because then it would bring in a lot more smaller shops right uh, a lot of a lot more privately owned businesses Mm -hmm. um yeah it'd be i mean that's one thing our our city's lacking right Mm -hmm. like and i've always thought that like like you go to grand rapids and Grand Rapids, like, it has these sky-rise buildings. There's shops underneath. Mm. People are living in them. Yeah. And it's like, okay, that's cool. They can leave their building and then go go shop right, right like, there. Like Rio Town. Right. Yeah. I like Rio Town Yeah, Rio Town. That's but, what I feel like they're trying to do in downtown is kind of make it more like that. Yeah. But, like, the, the, what I struggle with. East Lansing is kind of the same way yeah, now, too. Right, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just so expensive. Yeah. Downtown is, like... It's very expensive. Why is it so expensive? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm telling you, like, because it's... Okay, so I, I live downtown, too. Like, okay. not, not in downtown, but I live in, like, a neighborhood near downtown. And every time that I go drive downtown, there's, like, it's nobody. It's, it's a ghost town. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm trying to figure out, like, in my mind, <laughs> why are these, like, storefronts, like, yeah. so expensive. Yeah. Especially when especially when they're building new buildings all the time and they have storefronts empty. You're like, why are they asking so much money for those places? Right, exactly. And, and they're, then em- they're sitting empty. And then they're just like, I mean, I love the art that they're putting in, but it's like yeah. they're just slapping like murals, <laughs> murals. on like rundown business, uh, like buildings. Like, what? <laughs> like, what? And then like just to get into that building to like fix it up. I mean, I don't know this. You know, like, I haven't looked into this, so this is not, like, you know, like, exact knowledge. But, like, it costs so much money to get into these buildings that still need so much work. Right. It's like, like, why would I want to do that when yeah. I could go to Rio Town and pay yeah. much less? Yeah. Or um, another thought that I'm thinking about for retail space is um, doing like getting an old camper or something like that and like converting uh, it so that I can be mobile yeah. and I can have it on on site at the lavender farm. That's a good idea. Yeah. So that's probably like that's I think that's, that's the probably best idea. the direction that I'm going cuz you could take it anywhere. Right. That's a good idea. The only thing that I still need to figure out is like I don't want people to come to my kitchen to like make these products. <laughs> like I want to have employees that can, right. because if I'm going to have a storefront, I'm going to need to increase productivity mm-hmm. and I don't have the bandwidth personally to do right. that at this point. And I'm, 
I make more money on the freelance work right. than I do on the retail side. So I definitely have been thinking about hiring an employee to make this all happen. But I need, I need the storefront, and then I need the kitchen space to work. So I don't oh, have. my gosh. Yeah. I'm so hungry, apparently. <laughs> my stomach keeps growing. I don't growling. know. We've been talking for like a long time, I feel like. It's been an hour and seven minutes. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Um, I typically fast every day. And, oh, yeah. Um, so I don't eat until like, like. And for some reason today, my stomach's like, nope, you're hungry. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I think having a storefront would be the way to go. Yeah. Um, have you considered, because I don't know if you know about the business, um, like Smoothie Queen and mm -hmm. uh, what, what's the other? There's two more in the same business. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Leslie's Cheesecake and then yeah. Tante, yeah. I think. Have you considered maybe doing something like that, partner partnering with somebody else Ooh. and sharing a storefront? <clears throat> well, so they actually work with Allen Street or Allen, the Allen Street yeah. Uh, market. Yeah. And so I have talked with them. But that kind of works on, you know, like some type of schedule, right? And yeah. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about that. Like, I have definitely talked to them, and that's an option. I don't know. I, I like, <laughs> it's on the other side of town for me. Yeah. Like, I mean, it's not that far, but. But I mean, like, as far as, like, because if you partnered with, let's say, like, 1991 Greenery or something, right. like, downtown, something that kind of went along with your business, like, you just share, share, space, a, yeah. share a space. Yeah, I actually, I have, um, do you know Thimble Media? Kimberly Levon. No. So she's a good friend of mine. Okay. And so we've actually, we have been talking about maybe sharing some space. She's an artist and um, she does, she has a marketing agency as well. Oh, cool. But she works more with like um, creative artists, fine artists and um, okay. helping them. She actually just started the um, Creativepreneur, which is hmm. um, working to help teach artists how to um, market their art. Yeah, and so that's cool. Um, so we've talked a little bit about working and getting a space downtown, but I don't know. It's all just still in the works, you know. Yeah, it's ideas thrown here, yeah. ideas thrown there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It obviously has to be what's best for you and right. your business. <clears throat> um, I love the idea of like not having to leave my house too. That's a really good idea. <laughs> like I mean, right. um, so I've considered like maybe building a garage in the back of my house to. You should. Like set up that's, as a, like a commercial kitchen and like yeah. maybe have water there. So that's another, there's just a lot that, of ideas and, and um, like weighing out my options at this point. Well, especially as like a, a mom who homeschools. Right. I mean, you have to be there for your, your son too. Yeah. Son, that's, right? That's a big thing for me. Yeah. yeah. So you, whatever it is, it has to be, he has to kind of have flexibility, flexibility yeah. and you have to be able to work with him. So like doing it at your house would be like incredible i mean right. that's most ideal right right yeah. absolutely that's my thought about it but then i have to build a building and, <laughs> <laughs> and get the money and you know yeah. like which it's there you know like there is uh, there are options for yeah. me to do that i just have to i just have to make the decision and, yeah. and go for it and that's like i feel like making the decision is like the hardest part on <laughs> like a lot Absolutely. of things Absolutely. once you make the decision then it's like an explosion of just like readiness like yeah, the tick tick the tick tock thing like uh like, I know all the stuff to do with that, right? <laughs> but I'm just like, I haven't done it yet. Like, I haven't made the decision that So you're going to make, like, dance videos do. and stuff? No. No, it's all value. Value, value, value. <laughs> Get value. Free value. Free value? All so the you're time. just going to, like, teach lessons on TikTok? Yeah. Not, not, on tic not about TikTok. 
like about web design, you know, like on TikTok, like giving resources to to business owners because um, I think like as a business owner and as like like looking on the online market right now, there's so many people like saying that they know this and they know that and they know this, but you have to buy this to get that and like right, it's so confusing. Like, yeah. what do I? Where do I? Yeah, they don't really teach you, and that's one thing. I mean, everybody has this thing like, oh, you could like. If you want to start a podcast, buy my buy my right, course. Exactly. I'll teach you everything you need to know and about then you podcasting. And they get in there and they don't even have a podcast. <laughs> Whereas, like most things, you just gotta do it. Right. You know, just do it. You might you might need some guidance. Yeah. You know. Um. But yeah, I, I think TikTok would be a great tool for that. TikTok is great, and you know, um, so looking at some um, numbers, there's actually a lot of people twenty like the majority of people on TikTok are 20 and up. So, you know, it's not... Really? Yeah. Then what's up with all these stupid school challenges? <laughs> I didn't know any... It's just, a, you know, like a handful of them. I mean, like... So the majority is still like a huge... You know, like the smaller por- portion is still a huge number. Right, so, you know... Right. Yeah. The silent majority. Right. <laughs> right. But I think that when you think about TikTok, you think about that, like, school challenge. You know, yeah. like these things. And yeah. so it... You think that there aren't people on TikTok, but everybody, like now you can like scroll, like Facebook has Facebook yeah. Reels or whatever. Yeah, like same with Instagram. Yeah, yeah and um, I love watching those. Like, I mean, they're <laughs> so quick, you know, like, right? And I think TikTok is single-handedly responsible for our short attention span. Yeah. Because during the pandemic, everybody got on TikTok. Yeah. Especially because Trump was like, TikTok is bad. Don't, right. don't get it. And everybody's like, I'm getting what? it. <laughs> well, we're not supposed to do something? Yeah. Absolutely. We're, we're doing it. Yeah. Um, and it just kind of exacerbated everything. And uh, did I say that right again? I don't remember. I think you did. I think I, I did. I think you did. Um, <laughs> You know, so I think because of that, it's so easy to just be like, nah, boring. Because right. I'm, I'm guilty of it. Like, right. I'll literally watch something for like five seconds and I'll be like, no, didn't catch my attention. Right. No, didn't catch my attention. But <laughs> you know the thing that's different about TikTok as a business owner, the thing that's different about TikTok as opposed to like Instagram is that TikTok is more like YouTube where it's searchable. You can search like web designers mm. TikTok and yeah. then it'll, it'll come up with it. Whereas... um. And if you search, um, like, on Google, then TikTok will come up, too. So as a business owner, TikTok is a valuable tool Yeah. as opposed to, like, Instagram. Absolutely. I, uh, I, at the beginning, there goes the light again. <laughs> at the beginning um, of this podcast, I kind of started doing a TikTok, like, just explaining, like, who I'm interviewing or who I interviewed and, like, whatever. And I got a lot of views from yeah. it. I mean, I, I just kind of stopped doing it because it takes time and I hate. I hate doing, like, on-the-spot videos. Right. Which is, I don't know why I do a podcast. Well, I mean, you can can repurpose your content, and that's, like, um, like, you could take a clip of this podcast and put it on TikTok, you know, like. That's true. Yeah, I love, I love any option that I don't need to work. I (laughs) need to talk to you about some things. Yeah. Yeah, so do you do you do anything with like we'll, we'll wrap this up shortly because I know your phone's blowing up. I'm sure you're you're Oh, I, yeah, I don't know what's <laughs> going on over there. <laughs> um, I'm sure my kids are like what when are they going to be done? Um, do you do anything uh with with marketing? Yeah. With m- the marketing side of the Yeah, web I design? like I do like Facebook, um I do Facebook ads. I do okay. some social media management. So before I was doing actually diving into um 
website design. I was more of like virtual assisting. Okay. Like, so I do a little bit of everything. Like I run Facebook ads. Um, I've done a little bit with Google ads. Um, yeah, YouTube. I've done some YouTube, um, and like optimizing YouTube, um, setting up good, um, really need to talk to you about yeah, things. like the, um, you know, like the, um, oh, I'm so drawing a blank right now. Like the picture that comes up yeah. when you see the video. Yeah. Like, like your thumbnail. Those. Yes. That's, yeah. That's <laughs> the word. That is what I was uh, looking for. Yes. Um, so do you have a website? I'm working this? on the website right okay. now. Um, I'm getting that put together. I've got a big Word, project WordPress? right now that, yeah, of course, <laughs> of course. You know. <laughs> uh, yeah, so um, that will be LavenderLuxOnline.com. Okay. And um, that's in the process right now. Awesome. Um, before we wrap this up, is there anything you want to say? Any words of inspiration you want to provide for other people? Um, uh, you are worthy, you know? You are worthy. Yeah, there you go. I like that. Yeah. All right. Um, social media real quick. Uh, it, it'll be Lavender Lux. Um, so... Um, my urban lavender is urban la- urban period lavender five one seven, and then um, lav- I think it's lavender lux dot online. It's just the name of the other one. Okay, and then social media. That's that's what it. Oh, is. Oh, that is on, that's, okay. That's on social media. Yeah. All right, go find that. Okay. Awesome. Well, thanks for doing this. I really Thank appreciate it. Thank you for having it. me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. <laughs>